Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tuya Soy Podcast, a podcast that is inspired by my faith journey on Instagram with the same name. My name is Cristal, and I am so excited for you to join me on episode two, Lent and Lentils. It's a super exciting episode. It's episode number two, and I have my friend, Maria. Maria, <laughs> how are you, Maria? I am good. <laughs> Maria is low-key kind of awkward right now because... <laughs> It's her first time ever podcasting. Yes. Her very first time in front of a mic. She was born to do this. Uh, okay. <laughs> If you say so, yeah. I believe in you. Okay. I believe in you. Maria is actually coming from Costa Mesa. Mm, well, Santa Ana. Santa Ana, Costa Mesa, yeah. California, somewhere around there. She works at a parish. We're not going to say what parish. To hide your identity. I don't want people, like, stalking you later and being like, <laughs> where does that girl work? Uh, at a place. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> They're going to go up to your pastor and be like, oh, look no. what she said. Oh. <laughs> and I'm fired. <laughs> that would be a really, really crappy way to start off Lent. I know. It's okay, though. <laughs> Today's episode is in honor of Ash Wednesday. I'm excited. It's Ash Wednesday. It's the beginning of Lent season, a.k.a. walking around with a big black blob on your forehead. Yes. <laughs> like, it's there. Have you seen those memes that have, um, like, the different types of ashes that the priests that are seen on with? They oh have my the God, blob, yes. the check mark. Yes. The hashtag. <laughs> I actually, um, funny enough, this past Saturday, I taught my students about Lent. I'm kind of played a game that says name that blob <laughs> they were like okay this isn't funny maria i'm like i'm trying to make class fun <laughs> yes i was looking i'm like really oh i'm just trying to make my faith fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> there was one that was like the simba and i was like okay anything oh my gosh <laughs> how tragic the lion king i just saw it the other day yeah and i just have to say They're going to have to strap me down on a chair when I watch that movie in theaters, in real life. <laughs> uh, just make sure you take enough um, tissue papers. Tissue papers. I got to take enough snacks. Yes. I got to take enough chips and popcorn because mm -hmm. I'm yeah. not getting up. I'm dedicated. <laughs> You're like, I'm a true fan. <laughs> Three hours. I'm there. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> It's a commitment. I'm there. Yes. I'm excited, though. I'm really excited to have you here, and thank you for coming on. I know it's definitely been one of those things we were talking about for a while. Like, you should come and record with me. It's going to be awesome. And I could just see, like, the sweat bead just, like, <laughs> drip down from here. You're like, yeah. But you sound, you're, you're a natural. Uh, yes. Maria and, actually, Maria and I actually met, well, we met twice. The right, yeah. first time we met, it was at a retreat in Seal Beach. Yes. In Seal Beach, California, I actually met her director um, first, and I never actually talked to you that no, day. No, I'm not one person that just awkwardly stands with the rest of the group, and I'm just like, hey. <laughs> just a human bre breathing over here. Yeah, yeah. I was Don't just pay attention. There. No mind. Yeah. But we met again at youth ministry certification classes. Yes. Which you randomly are taking, even though you don't work in youth ministry. Well, I am interested in the ministry. It's something that I've always liked mm -hmm. just because I feel like the church should be from just youth. And I want to kind of give a different point of view in the sense of it's not just la like 
the old lady with the rosaries and you know it's much more than that it's the church is not just that but it's more youthful right so that's why I've always been interested in like helping out with teens and the youth and yeah it keeps you young of course (laughs) (laughs) well I mean my 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 motto is not that you're old oh my gosh I am but I'm okay with that that's that's what I say that's what I tell people so Um, just just age age gracefully and um just accept the age that you are um but that's how we met. We met through youth ministry classes. We actually hit it off really, really well. Mm-hmm. Maria, I know you said that, like, I don't really get along with specific people. There's specific people in the world who don't annoy me. <laughs> Something like that. Well, for me, it's more of, like, I'm very, I'm a very guarded person. Mm-hmm. And so when um, I just get along with people, well, I guess you guys are stuck with me. <laughs> I'm like, you have me forever. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. You're yeah. like that stain on that sweater that yes. refuses to get washed off. And I but the admit good stain. It. Yeah, I admit it proudly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that stain that you look at, you're like, good times. Yes. Good times. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on here. Um, I wanted to record this episode today on Ash Wednesday because in our Catholic faith, what is Ash Wednesday? Um, for me, or just in general, I guess, Ash Wednesday is a time or the start, like a reminder, or as I like to say, um, a renewal of that change you wanted to make at the start of the liturgical calendar to me that's what I always think about it Mm -hmm. um because the way I see it it's kind of like that mid-year of what what was that one thing that you wanted to change when we started our new um, liturgical calendar Mm -hmm. and that's what kind of for me what Ash Wednesday signifies like it's a start of reflecting and wanting to make a positive change um in your faith journey and for those who don't know when our liturgical calendar year, or Maria's talking about the calendar in which the church mm-hmm. goes by. Like yes. some people go by the fiscal year. Mm-hmm. I go by January 1st. Yeah. And obviously the church goes to the liturgical calendar. So what is the first day? Oh my God. <laughs> I should know the answer. Um, oh man, people are going to hate us. I think it's like the day after Christmas, no? No, it's sometime like before December. Before December. Uh, hold on. While she's looking that up, Ash Wednesday is also the beginning of the Lent season. And no, it's not just that everybody wears purple, but it's the beginning where we as Catholics uh, reflect and we observe the 40 days that Jesus went out to the desert. Interesting fact, Ash Wednesday is not a holy day of obligation. Right. I went literally the last X amount of years of my life, I will not reveal my age, (laughs) thinking that it was the other obligation. And I was like, Mom, you lied to me for the last 20-something years. (laughs) You mean me walking around with a black blob around my head was not necessary? necessary. I mean, my, my pastor, he... He specifically said it's more of a Latinx thing that Latinos observe it as a Dia de Obligación or a Day of Obligation. Oh, my God. Funny enough, last Wednesday, which I believe was like February 27th, I had a family come up to me and the the guy was like, oh, um," he said it in Spanish where he's like, oh, where where are you guys giving out um, the ashes? And I looked at him and I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, where can I receive um, ashes? Oh, and I my was gosh. Like, oh, no, sir. You're, you're a week too early. No. Next Wednesday. That's on March 6th. <gasps> yeah. And I told my boss and she's like, well, just so you know, Maria, a lot of people 
believe that if they don't receive ash on ash wednesday they're gonna have a bad year oh my gosh yeah that's what my priest said today i was like completely mind blown i was like what it's like a taboo thing or like not taboo but it's like a bad luck thing yeah oh my god and i didn't like for me it's more of like i never really thought about it that way right um, because I mean, we joke around in our parish, like it's kind of like a running joke right. of like, oh, people are coming out of nowhere, left and right. Where, where is so many, like, where are they coming from? Yeah. Um, but in, to me, it never connected that it was because they believe it's a superstition that they oh. need to have a good year. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, this is what he mentioned to me. And I told him one thing that I couldn't seem to find. Did you find the answer, by the way? For the oh, issue? I. it said um, the Sunday nearest November 30th or something like that. Oh, okay. Now yeah. we know. That's the beginning of, uh, well, that, I guess that's the church new year. Yeah. We have, I don't want to say it's like the Chinese new year. That wouldn't make any sense. No. But it's the church new year. Yeah. Um, I had talked to my pastor about this and I was like, I can't find anywhere. I looked in the catechism of the Catholic church. I looked in the Bible itself. I looked in the book of Mark and I couldn't find a reason as to why Jesus went out to the desert. Right. And I kept looking around. I'm like, okay, why did Jesus go out to the desert? Mm -hmm. And I was reading that specifically, um, he was sent out by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness. Mm. And I'd ask my priest, what does that mean? Like he was sent out. And he said, Jesus, in that in those times, back in those days, um, people would go into the desert to relive the experience of the Exodus. So oh. in Exodus, the Israelites were banished for 40 years in the desert, right? Right. And this was after um, they were saved by Moses and they right. went through the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, it's the opposite thing. So Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist and then he was sent out into the desert right. by the Holy Spirit. And in the desert, he faced the three temptations, right? Mm-hmm. Just like the Israelites did. Uh, reading uh, This is cited from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. It says here that driven into the Spirit... Driven by the Spirit into the desert, Jesus remains there for 40 days without eating. He lives among wild beasts, and angels minister to him. At the end of this time, Satan t- tempts him three times. Ooh, that's Satanas, man. <laughs> tempts him three yes. times and tries to see if he can get Jesus to um, go against his attitude of uh, towards God. Mm-hmm. Although he rebuttals these three temptations, he... Uh, the devil or Satanás leaves saying, like, I'll be back in a different opportunity. And what I really liked about this specific experience and what they talk about in the Catechism of the Catholic Church is that this is the moment where we as Catholics really see the humanity of Christ. Right. Um, because he is somebody who was tempted, mm-hmm. just like we are as humans. And this is really interesting. They say that um, although he... He felt he faced temptation. Mm -hmm. He didn't necessarily act upon it. Right. And I feel like that's kind of like a clap back to a lot of people who feel like temptation. If you are tempted in anything, you're automatically sinning. Mm -hmm. When people don't realize that it's actual act of the temptation, that's the sin. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much the gist of Lent is for us to observe that. Mm -hmm. Another thing that people always, I don't know if you've heard of this. You probably have. I'm not saying that because you're Mexican, but <laughs> are you giving up something for Lent? 
Um, I used to do that when I was younger. I would give up like eating chips or drinking a specific the drink. The Lent diet. Yeah. But now as I'm older, I view it as more of like, what can I take on to change mm-hmm. my behavior? Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I remember growing up, it's like, okay, Maria, you have to give something up. And I'm just like, what? Can I just give up my homework? And they're like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, th- that was something that was super drilled into me. Even when I was going to catechism, some of the catechists back then, um, mm-hmm. bless their hearts, they're still trying to teach but um, <laughs> they used to teach us that, oh, you have to give something up. It's more of like, as I've taken classes, I now know that it's not giving up something, but picking up something that, you know, like just the positive behavior to help your relation, like deepen your relationship between yourself and God. Mm-hmm. And I like how you say that because I feel like when, although it's something good to show to show um, our youth and to show people that it's a time of sacrifice. Right. Um, it's a time of really giving up something that is not benefiting your spirituality. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it's de- if that message is delivered in the wrong way, it could definitely um, support this notion that our God is a uh, angry God and he is a forsakening God and, and he's a, quote, the Catholic Church has so many rules. Here's right. another rule. But if it's delivered in the right way, just like you said, it can really inspire somebody to co- become closer to their spirituality by yeah. really taking on something. Like, you know, one of the things that I'm taking on is reading the gospel every day, which I've mentioned in a prior episode that I do read the gospel every day, but really take time to reflect it. Right. Um, another thing that I asked my priest was this whole, why do why do we not eat meat? Why do you think we don't eat meat? Um, I mean, I've heard a lot of things. One of the recent things that I've heard, it's uh, back then, um, I guess meat was expensive. And so um, I guess they wanted to like upsell the the, the fish market, like the fish, like mm-hmm. the market of it mm-hmm. um, because they weren't making enough, I guess, money. I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but that's what I've heard mm-hmm. um, to help sales with fish and the mm-hmm. fishermen. I don't know. I asked my pastor about mm-hmm. it and I'm like, I want to give the people the right amount of information. And right. he said it has, it's an, also an observance of um, abstaining from eating meat as in flesh because we are trying to honor the sacrificial lamb. Oh. We okay. already, we don't need to uh, consume red meat because mm-hmm. we are, we already have God, we already have Christ who already have given up his flesh and his body for us. And back then, those specific clean meats, like the cattle, mm-hmm. like the sheep, um, those were used as sacrifice. Oh. Fish were never used as sacrifice. So fish, that's why it's like consume more fish. I've also heard the symbolism with consume more fish, as in consume more Jesus, consume the word of God more, and not oh. meat, which which can symbolize the material world. And I heard that years and years ago. I know that um, the Lent season is coming, and... I want to give you a tip, and maybe, Maria, you don't mind giving a tip of how you can take your experience of this Lent season um, and really make it different than other years. Mm-hmm. If, if you're really in a place where you find yourself, you know, I can really dedicate some quality effort in this Lenten season. One tip that I have is to don't look at it as having a goal. Look at it as getting to know Christ where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um 
getting to know to love the gospel. And don't do it for homework because it's like, okay, I have 40 days to do this. But take it step by step. Like when you go on a date with somebody for the first time, you don't want to be like, all right, I want to go with you the next day and the next day and the next day I'm going to do this and the next date we're going to do that. But see where it goes. Mm -hmm. Even if your prayer ends up being like maybe a minute long one day or two minutes long another day, you know, take it slow. Yeah. Do you have any tips? Um, I mean, make some, like do something that at the end of the day after Easter, it's making a positive, um, kind of positive change in the sense that you're going to continue after Lent. Not something like, okay, well, I gave up eating um, or drinking a certain, or like a specific drink. Uh, okay, it's it's after Holy Saturday. Now I, on Easter day, I can bring it on. Yeah. I want gallons of it. Yeah, it's more <laughs> of like something that you can continue even after right. to deepen even more that relationship. Yes. Before we go, I know this episode is ending, but I want to say thank you so much, Maria, for taking um, the time to really just sit here and really Mm -hmm. have this conversation with me. And Maria was actually one of the first people that I sent the promotion for (laughs) this podcast. (laughs) And I was freaking out. And Maria was just so awesome about it. She's like, just do it. No tengas miedo. You have my Spanish. Stay tuned, though, because we are actually, after this episode, recording our Spanish episode with <laughs> with the best Spanish that we can we can uh, speak. Yeah. Thank you so much again, Maria. Before we leave, I want to end with a prayer. We didn't begin with one, which I just realized, but it's okay. <laughs> We're making time for it anyways. Right. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for having us reunited um, with Maria for blessing us with her talents and with her bravery to come on and speak um, her faith and her truth of what she's experienced. May you guide her and guide any of the listeners, um, whoever's tuned in, to have a wonderful season of Lent. May they encounter you. May they encounter you through their days, through conversation through the good and through the bad, Lord. We ask this today in your name. Amen. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Till next time, blessings. Blessings.